Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark Manila here from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and InitialImpact.com. It's lovely to be with you and I hope you're having a good day or evening or afternoon wherever you are listening to me in the world. So a great hello to lots of you now listening in to me from France. For some reason, we're getting a real boost from France here and um, still the majority of you are listening from within the USA. So it'd be fascinating to try and understand your specific situation and um, how you come to be in the USA um, and what exactly are you achieving there um, if you are using English as a second language. So if you'd like to message me, please let me know. I always love to know more about my listeners and find out what specifically you're needing and the challenges you face. Don't forget, you still have a little bit of time, not long now at all, um, probably about another 24 hours, if that, depending on your time zone, to qualify for my Black Friday special offer. The links are all down below, so do feel free to check those out while you can and grab it while you can. So today I'm going to be speaking more about IELTS because it seems that many of you are messaging me and asking me lots of questions about IELTS, so that's why I'm focusing more on that than anything else. But of course, I will still scatter in some other useful bits of information as we go to for you all um, and I'm planning to try and bring to you topical conversations so um, these will be podcasts uh, mini podcasts about specific subjects sectors things of interest in the news and media um, and the the main focus of that will be to help you practice your listening skills and to expand your vocabulary and um, talking about a specific subject so it won't necessarily be focusing on English grammar um, or talking about pronunciation as such in those podcasts. But the point of the podcast is you can use them to practice your 10 minutes every day that I'm talking about. So you'll have lots of high level vocab coming in those. Um, some of those will be done with artificial voices simply because I want to try and get as many put together as possible for you to help you as quickly as I can. Um, and that means that it is more efficient for me to use artificial voices. And of course, it does save my voice because, of course, these days I do struggle a lot with my health. So and thank you for understanding um, with that respect. Okay, so let's talk tonight, as it is for me, uh, well, early hours of the morning here, um, about use of vocab for the writing in IELTS when you're doing graph essays. Now, anybody who is doing um, academic um, IELTS knows this is really important, um, but it's also going to be helpful for you even if you're not doing IELTS, so don't run away. Um, if you're somebody who has to work with statistics, um, an accountant, maybe you're in the marketing department, um, a scientist, pharmaceutical, you know, um, engineers, we have to use a lot of this language. So hang around because the vocab in here is just as important for you, no, no matter whether you're doing IELTS or not. So let's talk about the writing task one. And 25% of your marks are for the range of words you're using. Okay. So it's really important that your graph vocabulary is up to speed all right that's a nice idiom it means on point top notch hey nice words okay so what we want you to do um, is to consider whether you're using any of these phrases i'm going to go over and if you're not remember active listening so paper and pens at ready please people try to make a note of them as i say them and then at the end of this podcast attempt to give yourself just 10 minutes to summarize what you've heard and what you've understood from this podcast and use the new vocabs that I'm giving you here to express yourself, okay? And then as your day goes ahead, I'd like you to attempt to use these in writing and also in conversations with your colleagues or whoever else you can speak to in English. Um, if you have a coaching session, 
Many of you may be using various platforms, including Preply, Cambly, etc. And ask your tutors on there to actually help you, challenge you to put these vocabs into sensible sentence constructions. So let's talk about it. Let's go through it. And as I say, remember to actively listen here. All right. So how are graphs described in IELTS? Well, let me take you through step by step the best phrases. So often... We see many students, um, if you're working with me, you'll know that I go over this a lot, starting essays with the graph shows. Now, while it's fine, and um, the verb shows could be replaced by more exciting and probably high-level vocabs, right? Um, so here are four different suggestions for you to start your essay. So you might say the graph illustrates, okay? Uh, it reveals information about the changes. The graph provides differences between. The graph presents. Okay, uh, maybe it demonstrates. Think about that as another one for your fifth one. All right. Um, so really, it's really important for you. Okay, that you you try to get a wider range of vocab. And just say the graph shows. The graph shows. Um, don't make the mistake that some of my students do make, um, where they say instead of saying um, the graph, they show um, the figure. The figure illustrates, okay? Now, we don't use figure at all. Um, the only time you might use figure is if, uh, if, say, this graph or this, you know, image had a figure, a number by it, like figure 1.2a or something. Um, then you can say the figure, but you would usually say the figure 1.2a shows, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but in general, we use obviously if it's a graph, it's a graph, right? If it's a chart, it's a chart. If it's a table, it's a table. So just use the more natural, the more natural word. Now, a big, big tip here: do not write the word below or above in your introduction. So do not write the graph above or below shows. Okay, um, you don't want to do that. Okay, you just want to say the graph shows, illustrates, reveals, provides, demonstrates, presents, whatever. Okay, now the second tip here is this, add some suitable adverbs. And so of course they express relations of time, circumstances, manner, place, degree of stuff, okay, the causes of something. And these can really greatly add some interest to what you're writing and it helps you show off your vocab too, right? Um, so here's some great adverbs you can consider. So approximately, so approximately meaning almost, but not exactly. Right, roughly, dramatically, all right, so a large or quick amount, erratically, that's a nice one, uneven or irregular, okay, and gradually, uh, by slow degrees, so not immediately, gradually, okay, so immediately would be much like instant, shall we say, yeah, much faster, markedly, noticeably, significantly. Okay, sizably different. Significantly, that's another word. Um, in a way, it's worthy of attention, something you want to point out of significance. Slightly, to a small degree, okay. Uh, slowly, so obviously at a slower speed, not rapidly or quickly, okay. Steadily, a regular and even way, okay. So you might say, for example, the graph reveals approximately, okay, 5% difference between last year and this year, okay, in sales figures, which have markedly dropped, okay, over the last 12 months. So you can see how that sounds much nicer, right, than just the basic, it shows blah, okay. Use also very appropriately here, 
cinnamon. So things, words that are similar. All right. Okay. So we want you to use a variety of nouns and verbs for words like rising and calling. Um, because it will help overall, really, it will increase your score. So, for example, if we're going to use the word rise, the noun, okay, so climb, we could use climb, um, increase, improve, jump, leap, move, okay, move upward, rocket, skyrocket, soar, shoot up, pick up, surge, recover, go through the roof. That's a nice one. The figures have gone through the roof, okay, so think of these, okay. Gone off the scale, all right? Um, other words, verbs now to indicate rise. So think of the, the verb increase, climb, leap, pick up, surge, growth, okay? And then think about the opposite direction. So falling verbs, so collapse, decline, decreased, deteriorate, dip, drive, drop, go down, plummet. Okay, um, plunge, slide, slip, slump, take a nosedive or just diving. Okay, these are these are lovely words. All right. Also nouns. So decline, decrease, deterioration. All right. Dip, drop, plunge, freefall, slide, slip. Okay, so there's some similar ones there. Dive, reduction, slump. There's been a reduction in figures. That's a nice one. There's been a deterioration in the statistics. There's been a plunge in our sales figures, all right? So plunge is extremely fast, right? This is also what we've got to understand is how fast or slow that these mean. Also fluctuate. Now, that's a great verb. Fluctuation is a lovely verb. So it means to be erratic, to be fitful, to vary, to rise and fall. So we might say that, you know, over a course of 24 hours, um, our emotions and our, you know, our, perhaps our metabolism can fluctuate. Okay, it goes up and down. Also, add some time phrases. That's my fourth tip. So, um, really, you can put them in nice in sentences. So, you could say, you know, the graph shows or illustrates something that is fluctuating widely, and then put between like 1982 and 1992, there was a steady drop in whatever it was. Or you could use from and to. So, from 1992 to 1987 or something, there was a dramatic decrease in whatever. In the year of, so in the year of whatever, or just in the year 2020, unemployment spiked. During or over the period, so you could use that. So during the 1990s, trends stayed consistent. Um, over the latter half of the year, century, decade period, you can use those. So over the latter half of the century, um, more women um, left the workforce than started, I don't know, within it, okay? Um, over the next past previous, so again, over the previous year, work from home rates uh, sharply decreased. Okay, um, days, weeks, months, years, decades. So you can say for several decades, stock prices have remained stagnant. Okay, and by so by 1997, by the next decade, all right, uh, market growth had stabilized. So these are some lovely expressions. So let's let's just look at how this could all sound if you put it together. Okay, so. Here's a model essay for you. So if we think about it, this is about a graph on the British Council website. And it's a great website to use. It's totally free and it'll give you lots of practice. So something like this. The bar chart illustrates 
the trend in computer ownership with a further classification by level of education from 2002 to 2010. Over the period of X number of years, it can be observed there was a significant surge in the percentage of the population that owned a computer. By the year 20, uh, sorry, 2002, about 50, 58% of the population owned a computer, whereas by 2010, this gradually increased okay, to where over three quarters of individuals had a home computer or gadget of some type. Looking at the information by level of education reveals that higher levels of education correspond to higher levels of computer ownership in both of those years. In 2002, a significantly low percentage of the population who did not finish high school had a computer, but this figure skyrocketed by 2010, going from 15% to over 40%. There was also dramatic climbs of approximately 30 percentage points for those with a high school diploma or an unfinished college education, reaching 65% and 85% respectively in 2010. To conclude, during the last decade, there's been a substantial growth in computer ownership across all educational levels. Right, so you can hear how it can sound when you put all that together, right? So it's really important for you and um, that you take that into your mind here and do attempt to use these words yourself today, please. So give this a go, give it a try. I'm also going to do other ones about you, perhaps how to describe a map, okay? Pie charts, bar charts. But this is really helpful for you, like I say, not just if you're doing IELTS, if you're doing any type of report for work, marketing, statistics, sales figures, these are essential, okay, to describe what's going on with your graphs and um, your percentages, okay. So do, do try this now after the session, give a summary, give it a go, listen to yourself back and try to coach yourself in here. Are you using the words in the right way? Are the pronunciations clear? And then attempt to use it with your colleagues, okay? It's really going to help you solidify this learning. 10 minutes every day for 28 days and you will form a new habit and start to sound like a different version, a much better version of yourself. Good luck, everybody. Stay safe. I'll see you soon. Take care. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.